0: Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to WandaHoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and my co-host, Emory Howard. And last week we had on with us, well, I guess I had on was Clayton Hicks. Emory wasn't able to be there that time, um, which was a pity because I was sure she would have thought of a lot of fun questions and had some, had some pretty good conversations with Clayton. Um, I love this podcast. I love the different people we're able to meet and I love the the differences of opinions. So this is actually a podcast that um, an episode that I went back and forth a lot on Clayton is somebody who is doing incredible work inside of networking and being able to reach other um, businesses and bringing people together in that way. So if those are things that you're interested in, go check out the episode. Um, but I'd love to hear your feedback on his, his idea of parenting ideas as well, because this is one of the things that, especially as, um, a parent, I am, I'm starting to notice more and more. And I think that is this, this very valuable piece of being able to disagree with people respectfully. So, um, um, A lot of what Clayton had to say was so just cool. The fact that he, as a human being, was able to take the way that he was raised and channel it into trying to do good in the world. And I think all of us are capable of doing that. Every single person um, has the ability that whatever your background, whatever your situation, whatever the circumstances of your life, Um, your upbringing, none of it has the power to hold you back, uh, to hold you down from the things that you want to achieve in this life. So that is really cool. Um, One of the things that can really expedite our ability to grow and increase our just love for life is relationships behind discipline. Discipline is usually thought of, a coercion or a how do we get our kids to behave and do a certain way or a certain thing and in the last episode we talked a lot about tough love and um, Clayton talked a lot about how his mom was very tough and had that it was it was uh basically mandatory for respect and that that was kind of his own way of handling with his kids. And so this was the beautiful part to me that yes, those, those attributes are beautiful and can totally be channeled in wonderful ways. The thing that worries me when we start talking about those kinds of things is as people, as beings of growth, we, we tend to take things too far. And so I wanted to set up in this conversation some clear, um, boundaries, healthy boundaries of what these things mean. How do we, how do we cultivate respect in our kids when it comes to us as parents? And how do we, um, give tough love, so to speak, in a way that isn't pushy or overwhelming to the people that we love very most and who we want to inspire to be be their best self. So first off, Emery, is there anything that comes? to mind when i say tough love or um you have to respect your parents
1: uh well i've heard respect a lot but um the first thing that always seems to come to mind is obey yeah honor okay constantly uh you Thanks. But then when I really think about it, it I am grateful okay. for you, obviously. <laughs> uh, but I don't have to always say yes. I don't have to always do this ta- task. Um, but I can still honor you and respect you. But I also don't want to always be saying no. Uh, so, that's kind of my take, and I don't know the answer to... When
0: you say you don't that. always want to be saying no, does that mean, like, you want to obey me, but you also want to be able to say no sometimes, but you don't want to always say no? Is that uh-huh, okay. yes. Okay, cool. Well, great explanation. So, yes, this is, this is like the conundrum when it comes to respect, is we we fall into several different pools. There's the pool of we have to teach our kids to respect us when you don't. I I do not believe any child is ever born to a parent where they are lacking that attribute or that ability to naturally give respect to their parents. I think as parents, we can lose that respect when our behavior and our way of governing our house is disrespectful to our kids then they start to emulate that same kind of behavior back at us simply because that's the model placed for them until they learn to do differently from outside sources that is what they're going to emulate because that's what's done in the home and so when we talk of respect what does it mean emery brought some key points up of like one of the ones that i think most people mean uh, when they say respect is obey obedience that if a kid really respects you that they will obey you and i just gotta say we've got to throw that fallacy out of our way of thinking of our lives of our society that's that's not respect if if i told somebody if i was reaching out to a friend because i needed to borrow their car because mine's at the mechanic shop or something like that. And I I said, hey, let me borrow your car to go to the store. First off, I probably wouldn't say it in in a demand like that. Even though it was kindly put, it was more of a demand. Let me do this. And second off, if they said no, that wouldn't be disrespectful. That would just be them giving me their answer because they know that with me they can be open with what their boundaries are and what they what they think. So this idea that respect is obedience and it, like pure obedience where you never um talk back to that's just it's just false. <laughs> that is not respectful. That is actually um very condescending if we start thinking about the people that we just bend over to and let them get away with whatever that's treating them like they are incapable of understanding another perspective or that they are incapable of seeing life from someone else's lens that they are incapable of forming attachment to you as an individual who has different needs and it's it's not healthy it's not helpful for either person's growth um so as, as a parent, as we start to talk about teaching our kids respect, the only way that we can truly teach this is by emulating it, is by giving them the same kind of treatment that we would like. So for example, if we want pure obedience from our child, then we need to be committed to give pure obedience to our child. And I don't know about you, but I am not somebody that is capable of doing that. I'm not going to obey my child every time they say they want to do something. Um, I still love them. I think they're amazing. I think all of their grand ideas are so cool. But if one of them says that they, in the middle of the week, random, and they're just like, hey, let's go to Disneyland right now, I'm not going to say okay every time. I'm not going to just make that happen because I have to obey them. And I shouldn't expect that same um, obligation from them. That's disrespectful.
1: I don't think I'd ever say, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But the other thing too is that comes along with respect is the way that other people act, their body movements, their, our interpretation of what the person across from us is saying with how they're acting. So a sign of disrespect, eye rolling. A lot of people think that eye rolling, talking back, or uh, being slumped over, the way that they're facing when you're talking to them, making eye contact, like they're just the way that they are around us can be interpreted as disrespect. And the reason why this is so sad to me, this, this gets in the way so often is there is so many times where people that i i like people that i want to get to know better but i don't have a good relationship with them yet i don't have a deep relationship with them yet i don't share with them when i'm mad when i'm feeling more stubborn and frustrated i hide that and i i don't need to let everybody in the world know all the deep things that i'm going through so with the people that I'm just barely getting to know, I only let them in to the very uh, beginning of who I am and what I'm feeling, and I don't let them see the stubborn side of me or the the frustrated side, and and that's okay, that's good. And then as I get to know people more and more and more, I let them see the depth of the different areas of my life and the different motions that I'm going through. And when we recognize that as human beings, that's a very normal and very healthy way of interacting with people around us to realize we don't have to be an open book for everybody. It's okay to let people slowly get to know the pages of our book that respect or being like willing to roll your eyes or um, talk back. Slumped shoulders, not making eye contact, that means your child is in a very deep relationship with you. They are in so deep with you that that part of themselves cannot hide in front of you. They can't make it hide. They they willingly display it. And that those are just keys into what is going on in their world, what they're feeling, what they're going through. And those things could very much be signs of, um, they feel disrespectful towards authority. But that's that's a key element that you need to know about if you try to tell them that they're doing wrong by showing that they're just going to realize they no longer want to be in a deep relationship with you. They would rather go somewhere else where they can display those deep, sensitive, hard emotions and they're not scolded or belittled for it, that they're not punished for Displaying those deep, hard things. So that would be that would be the first thing that I just really hope that everybody that I talk with and and everyone listening to realize that you're doing incredible. And if your child is is mirroring any of these qualities or traits that are typically deemed as disrespectful. You don't have to worry about the fact that, oh, this, I must have done something wrong. Where, where did I mess up as a parent? Like you didn't, you've done incredible. The fact that your child is in a deep enough relationship with you that they're willing to show you that side of them, that is so precious of a gift. You can use it to understand them. You can use those things that they're showing with their body language or their disobedience, they're talking back, whatever it is. You can use those to really start to elevate the feelings of love in your home and the relationships that you have with each other. So it's it's really is encouraging when kids are still willing to show that side of themselves to their parents. That means that there is great opportunity for both of you. So don't beat yourself up if you feel like your kid is doing those things. It doesn't mean that you're hopeless. It doesn't mean that they're hopeless. It's a sign of deep relationship, not a sign of disrespect. Um, the next thing, tough love. What comes to your mind, Emery, when somebody says tough love?
1: Um, probably harsh, but hey, family, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of makes me think of the, the song on yeah, what's uh, a- that? Encanto. encanto, yeah.
1: Hey, I'm still a part of the family, but again. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she's she's basically singing
0: about um I'm fine, totally fine, nobody notices me, I'm always on the sidelines, my gifts aren't noticed, I'm I'm always in the way. Uh, but it's fine because I'm still a part of the family. And um that the tough love idea. Most of the time, from what I've seen, it can be done in a way that because of the child's motivation to see through it, because of the child's um, ability to work with it, it can work. Um, A great example is last episode, um, Clayton, he used that tough love in his life to keep moving forward um but one of the things i've never seen tough love be able to emulate is an open environment an environment where the feelings that are passed down to the next generation is that you can do it differently tough love usually ends up producing a kind of scenario or family environment where certain rules have to be applied all the time, that certain ideas must be followed. And that starts to become really rigid and really um just warped as they as it moves through the generations because society changes, the people in our family changes, whoever's in your home growing up is not going to be the kids you are given. And they have their own unique skills and sets and um, that they're capable of helping us learn and develop so many more ideas and ways of thinking and, and ways of governing our house and ways of living life to its fullest. But if we stay in this mindset of sometimes you just got to be tough and you've got to punish them or you've got to put your shoulder to the wheel and just make them do these hard things, I, I've... Most of the time, that's taken to a degree that parents are just justifying their harsh actions, saying that this was fine because it was tough love, when ultimately, if you are having to do something to your child, if you are having to behave in a way towards the people you love, that makes you less of the person that you want to be it's not helpful. You're only setting an example for your child that it's okay to be mean when you want somebody to behave in a certain way really bad. (laughs) And that's that's kind of, it's so absurd when we think about it. Um, Why,
1: how is tough love an excuse? And I just don't quite still understand what the concept of tough love is.
0: Yeah, so concept of tough love, pure and simple in of itself, um, isn't bad. It's usually this idea of I give my child tough love because they were that I need to be able to keep them safe. So they walked out into the road where there's cars. And so I ran over to them and grabbed them out of the road and I yelled at them that that wasn't okay. Um, because I needed them to understand that that was absolutely not Okay. And while, like, yes, you don't want your child to do that, and yes, it was great to run and grab them right away, and yes, you might be super frazzled and you might yell at your child for running out into the middle of the road, that doesn't just condone that behavior of yelling at them. Like, oh, well, now you can just forget about that and pretend like that is the way to handle hard situations. It's more about realizing this was the situation. This is what I did. And understanding that your child could be pretty shaken up by the fact that you just screamed at them when they were in a scary situation themselves. Maybe you need to go back and talk to them about it. Maybe um, telling them, like, sorry for yelling at you, but I really did want you to know that this was important. And and having that dialogue afterward is so, so vital because especially our little people that are trying to put the whole world together with what they're given. If they're only given part of the story of being yelled at for going into the road, it might keep them from going into the road, but what else is it keeping them from? Is it keeping them from trusting you? Is it keeping them from understanding how much you love them? Is it keeping them from uh, feeling unsafe when they just walk outside? Like there's so many side effects when we say that tough love is just the way. It's fine if you are in a circumstance where maybe tough love is given, but then always go back to the compassion, always go back to helping them understand, always go back to this place of realizing you're human, we're all human, and sometimes we react poorly, and that that doesn't that because we have this idea of tough love, that doesn't just justify the action of yelling at another person, that that person still deserves the further understanding of just how much we are willing to soften afterwards. We're willing to come to them. We're willing to talk to them about what just happened and make sure on a, on an individual level that they're worth the extra effort. So does that add to your question? Yeah. Okay. So that is everything for today. Unless Emery, you have anything else? Uh no. Okay. Well, thank you all again for coming and joining us. And if you're wanting to know more about tough love or um just how do we how do we teach respect to our kids and doing those things, please reach out. I'm doing um, workshops and classes and all sorts of stuff that we can dive into those questions. And, or even if you just have a few questions that you want to, me to answer in email, uh, you can find me on Instagram. There's, there's so many cool opportunities that we have as parents that is, it's so exciting to me. And I I just really want you to not feel like you're alone. You're doing awesome. If you've fallen into those those ideas or those ways of thinking it doesn't make you a terrible person it just I just want there to it to be understood that there's more hopeful and more beneficial ways of going about it that adds so much more joy and relief as a parent when we know how to use them so definitely reach out if you have any questions thank you again for joining we'll see you all next week bye bye thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com
1: and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all, and we will see you next time.